0: Welcome to the Aspiring Administrators podcast, a podcast for ambitious teachers who are aspiring to become assistant principals. And now here's your host, Dr. Omega W. Wilson, CEO and founder of Innovative Strategies Consulting LLC, educational consultant, leadership coach, and breaker of glass ceilings. Hello, and thank you for joining me on episode three, part two of Dealing with the Uncertainty of the Moment. I want to kind of pick up where I left off with part one. In part one, I shared a few things that you need to do if you are aspiring to be an administrator specifically during this time of uncertainty. So let's just recap. I told you or suggested that you should do something to get noticed in your division or just overall, you need to make sure you're doing something so that people will know who you are. I also suggested that you should create your plan. What's your plan of action moving forward? I talked to you about the resources that you need. We also discussed writing your plan, creating a timeline, and then sharing your vision. So hopefully you have done all of that. If not, go ahead and work on all of that now. But let me ask you, did you put your seat at the table or are you still waiting? Just ask yourself that question. Have I put my seat at the table or am I still waiting on a call? Am I still waiting on someone to contact me? Am I still trying to get notice? Whatever it is, make sure you're not staying stuck. Do not stay stuck, okay? So that's point number one. But as we are living, leading, and dealing with the uncertainty of the moment, there are times when all of us, all of us, have become overwhelmed, and if somebody's not overwhelmed, I don't know what else they're dealing with, but in education, administration, we're a little bit overwhelmed. We have a lot of decisions that need to be made. We don't even know what decisions need to be made until the next day comes or until we get to that particular point. As you are preparing to become an administrator, I want you to know just a few things about leading during uncertainty as a leader, as an administrator, just a few things that you need to know so that you know you're on the right track. First and foremost, it's okay to be uncertain, but just make sure you're clear. If you're leading any department, anyone at all, make sure your message is clear and concise, okay? You don't want someone to walk away and say, well, they put that in place or she assisted with that. She helped spearhead that meeting, but I still don't even understand what that meant. So, you want to make sure in leadership that you're always being very, very clear. And in times of uncertainty, you must realize people need a leader more now than any time before. People want to know that their leader has his or her head in the game. So, again, if you're already starting to lead a committee, you're leading a task force, you're leading a department, make sure your people can rely on you because it's very, very difficult to lead right now for many, but it's necessary. Leaders have to be prepared for the uncertainty. What you cannot do is freeze. Don't buckle. Don't run. Don't cower. You have to lead and you have to have the faith and you have to have hope. It's almost like you're going from homeless to being hopeful. So you can still shine. Even during this time you can still shine. Remember that. Even during this time of uncertainty, you can still shine. So begin practicing your craft and your art of leadership, which is to lead by example. You have to always, in leadership, lead by example. Here's what you have to realize and remember. First and foremost, everyone is seeking security. We have not been here before, not just in education, but in the world. We have not been here before dealing with the pandemic, the virus, racism, inequality, everything that's going on. We have not been here before, not all at one time. Yes, different things have gone on during different people's lives, but we need security right now. And we are looking to leaders for that. We are all reaching, wanting, and teaching for hope. You have to let your people know that there is hope out of this situation in all situations. Because here's what you have to realize, some people are doing absolutely nothing. Real talk, some people are doing nothing but freezing and that's poor leadership. So regardless of how hot the fire gets, regardless of how unstable or unsturdy the bridge becomes, you have to stand flat-footed. As a leader, you have to always stand flat-footed. So I'm to share just a few points with you as to what leaders should be doing during this time of uncertainty because you're getting ready to land your dream job. You've tightened up your resume. You've done a few interviewing tips. Let's talk about the next steps for you. Now, you've heard me say this before. Point number one, you want to make sure you're studying others, whether that's your network or your cohort that you're in, whether it's people who you have locked arms with, who are on this administrative journey with you. But like I always say, who is your mentor? Who is your coach? Who is that person that you're able to rely on right now with a proven track record? Who's that person that can give you true hope and guidance that you're seeking right now? We have no idea what 2021 is really going to look like and what it's going to turn out to be. But what we do know is that we have to help students to be successful. We have to help teachers to be successful. That's the one thing that we're certain of how it's going to happen. We are not 100% sure, but that's why you need a mentor. You need a coach who you can bounce your ideas off of. But like I continue to say, don't just lock arms with someone who is saying, Oh, I know how to do that. Or I lead people or I can be your mentor. What does their track record look like? I'll say that again. What does their track record look like? And you can't take their word on that. That's something that you have to. Make sure that you know. Research. Find out who they are. Look at their track record. Have they even been an assistant principal while they're telling you how to be one? Have they even been a principal while they're trying to tell you how to be one? Now that does not mean that you can't have mentors and you can't have coaches outside of education. John Maxwell is my mentor. He's not able necessarily tell me every X and every O about leading a building as a principal, but he can tell me how to lead. He has a proven track record. Many people are lacking direction right now. But you have to just brainstorm during this time of uncertainty. But like I said before, when you're brainstorming, bounce it off of your mentor. And then sit with your mentor. And I hope your mentor is asking you, what role are you playing in all of this? How are people viewing you right now? Are you being a leader? Are you being a follower? I hope that you're being a leader and a follower because know this, you cannot lead if you will not follow. Let me say that one more time. You cannot lead. If you will not follow, if you have the big head on you, you're arrogant, your ego is way too big, you probably can't follow someone, so someone cannot teach you. You have to be willing to follow if you're going to lead. Here's what you have to remember during this time a lot of people are either moving and shaking, making things happen, or they're standing still, waiting until they get in the brick and mortar, or waiting until after Labor Day, or waiting until school starts. Here's what you have to remember. You are constantly interviewing, constantly interviewing. This is hard work and it's also going to be hard work. But you at this particular point in time should be preparing for the next step of your career. And in order to get to that next step, you have to have a strong mentor or coach who will allow you to not only lean on him or her, but to stand on their shoulders. That person should be honest with you. And should allow you to bounce your ideas, your plans of action, your suggestion, your views, all of that. They should allow you to bounce that off of them. All right? The second thing, we talked before about your interview, okay? And like I said a few minutes ago, you're always interviewing. And I told somebody the other day, ask yourself, ask yourself this question. Why do they want me on their team? What have I done? What plug am I going to fit in on their team? In part one, I ask you, ask yourself, would I hire me? Which leads me to your brand. What is your brand? Do people know you? When you walk in the room, do they whisper positive things about you? Have they even seen you before? Have they even heard of you before? What are you known for? What plug, what hole, or what gap can you fill in a division? Or in a school, why do they need you? Not why do they want you, why do they need you? Here's the object of the game. By the time you get to that table for your interview, you should have nailed this thing. You should have nailed it by now. And when you walk away, you should be able to say, oh, they just didn't want me because they wanted a different candidate. Oh, but I nailed the interview and I've done the work. So you have to ask yourself, how do I create my brand? Well, when you're creating your brand, it's all about your skill set. It's about your craft. And I want you to say, say out loud to yourself, what sets me apart? Go ahead and repeat that. What sets me apart? Why do I, as a hiring agent, need to hire you as opposed to the next person? So if you haven't already done so, please begin to work on enhancing your brand. I need to say, I want that person because he or she needs to be on our team because that's the person who does X, Y, and Z. I need her. I need him. That's who I want. And to prepare for that interview, I want you to ask yourself again a lot of questions, of course. What task forces or what committees have you joined division wide so that you can help get yourself to that table, so that you can help get noticed? The thing that you want to do is make sure you're getting the attention of the hiring agents during this time of uncertainty. Don't wait until school starts. You want to make sure you have captured their attention. Third thing I want you to do, or third thing I want to share, is that you must have compassion. As a leader, as an administrator, you must have compassion. And some administrators show their symbols of strength. You know, they show love, which is good. But you have to show that you care. You have to show your concern. You have to be genuine. And it's not about checking the box. You have to be a relationship builder. You have to show your ability to lead with love. That's where it is, you all. It's all about leading from your heart with love. Don't be robotic in this thing. You cannot respond and react and treat students like you're a robot or any stakeholder for that fact. And while you're learning, you want to make sure that you can accept criticism, constructive criticism, of course. But as I said, make sure you're leading with your heart. Show some compassion. You don't know what people are going through. And like I always say, everybody's going through something. Everybody's going through something. If they say they're not, I'm not going to say they're lying, but I don't know about that. I just don't know about that. Number four, during this time of uncertainty, be courageous. Let me say that again. Be courageous. And again, be courageous, not fearful. Like I said, this is new to us, but you have to take that leap of faith. You have to jump in the saddle and go. Do it afraid. Whatever it is revolving leadership relating to administration, do it afraid. You may be afraid to do it. You may be afraid to make that call. You may be afraid to send that email. Do it anyway. It's a very emotional time for us as educators, but you got to lead and do it afraid. It's a very difficult time for educators, but I encourage you to lead. But you know what? Lead by example. You may cry a few times. You may get discouraged. You may have to go in your secret closet and cry, break down. But when you come out, you got to smile and you have to, as a leader, always bring calm assurance to the table. No one wants to follow somebody who's all rattled and cowered down and can't figure things out. Nowhere to be found. Nobody wants to follow that type of person. You got to have courage. You have to have a backbone. And in doing so, you have to always be honest. So while you're being courageous, lead by example. You know, in leadership, you've heard it before, who's the hardest person to lead? Yourself, because we have all those other voices in our head talking to us and telling us different things that we can do and you can't do it and you won't do it and you won't be successful. Do it afraid. Be courageous brainwash yourself into knowing, oh, I can do this. I got this. All I have to do is just get over this hump. I can do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an assistant principal. I'm going to be an administrator. I'm going to be a principal. I'm going to be a superintendent. Whatever it is, you have to brainwash yourself, trick yourself into knowing I can do it. Regardless of the fears, regardless of the naysayers, the haters, the perpetrators, the imitators, lead by example, and do it anyway. Then I want you to always, always, and this probably should have been the first point, but be positive and share hope. See, this whole game called life is all about mindset. Personally, I wake up every morning, I do my devotions, I do my affirmations, and I try to stay as positive as possible. It's almost like I'm allergic to negativity. I don't want any negativity to touch me. I don't want that around me. I don't want that in my space. It's contagious. (laughs) And I don't want to catch that. Many people see the glass as either half empty or they say it as half full. For me, the glass is full. It's not half full. It's full because you know what? It's all about your mindset. It's all about your mindset. And leaders see hope for others when they don't see it for themselves. Leaders express hope and create hope for others. You have to realize that You have to stay guarded mentally with that level of positivity because you have to be prepared to always put out different fires in a positive way. So, during this time of uncertainty, you're still a teacher or you have not yet become an administrator, or even if you are listening and you are an administrator or a leader, don't be that naysayer. Don't be that person to rally with the crowd when something goes wrong and there's a lot of criticism. Don't be that person. Your job as a leader is to help make Positive change is to help people know it's going to be all right, all stakeholders. You have to have a positive spirit. The spirit of a leader is paramount, it is needed and it is necessary. Here's what you have to realize I'll say it again you're always interviewing, and guess what? You never know who's watching you. You never know who is watching you to weather a particular storm. So during this pandemic, someone may have had their eyes on you. As a future administrator, but they see that all you're spewing is negativity on the Zoom calls for faculty meetings. They see that you have not added anything to this equation. You haven't given one suggestion, or they very well may see that you're on top of your game and you are really truly serious about this thing, this game called helping children. So, which one is it? What are you going to do? You're going to be the positive person, you're going to be the negative person. You're gonna be the leader, you're gonna be the follower, you're gonna be the leader and the follower, you're gonna be on a team of support, are you gonna be a trusted agent, are you gonna be a bystander, are you gonna be a witness? What is it that you're going to be? Are you going to be that support system and provide people with the level of security, love, hope, and courage, faith that is needed during this time of uncertainty? So, school opens soon, as you all know, some have already opened. But I want you to continue to ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself this question, you all, if you have not already. And I really, really, truly hope that you have done this. How can I support my leaders? How can I support the administrative team? How can I support senior leadership at central office? What can I do? How can I add value to anyone What can I do to strengthen the division-wide plan to move the plan, listen to this, to move the plan from being a good plan to an excellent plan, okay? What can you do to support your division, to move it from being a good plan to an excellent plan? Don't sit back and complain about it. Take your suggestions, whether they're accepted or not. That's not your business, whether or not they accept your plan. Or they throw it in a trash can or delete it. That's not your business. You put forth the effort. You be consistent. Be consistent. Stay focused. It's going to happen. And I know some of you all are getting very discouraged. And you're like, well, I keep trying. I keep putting these plans together. I'm applying. There's something that very well may need to be fixed. We can talk about it. And I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. But I know you're becoming frustrated. You're becoming restless. If that's you, stay focused. Your focus right now is on moving forward to continue to lift your leader and all stakeholders during your journey. It is not an I thing because guess what? It's not about you. It's about kids and it's about you adding value. It's about you adding trust and it's about you adding help. So I hope that I have said something in part two of leading through uncertainty that has encouraged you, that has inspired you, that has motivated you to hang in here just a little while longer, just a little while longer, hang on in here so that we can help you land your desired dream job. Hang in here and ask yourself the questions that I asked you. Replay this thing, replay part one, two, episode one, two, replay them and make sure you're mastering everything. Master everything that I've suggested. I can almost guarantee you, I can almost promise you, I can't give you a date, but if you master it, Truly master it with fidelity, not just to check a box, but from your heart, master it. I can guarantee you're going to land your job. It's just a matter of when. The right job is out there with your name on it. So as always, make sure you're leaning on your mentor, your coach for assistance, growth and guidance. Connect with me. If you need a mentor, if you need a coach, you can contact me. Email me at isc which is Innovative Strategies Consultant, I-S-C-L-L-C dot consulting at gmail.com. Again, I-S-C-L-L-C dot consulting at gmail.com. Innovative Strategies LLC, basically is what it is. I-S-C-L-L-C. Because I want to be able to help you. I want to be able to pull you through. I want to lock arms with you. I want to carry you through this administrative journey. Many people help me and they're still helping me. You want to connect with someone who's passionate about this game, someone who's in it for kids, not for a paycheck. Connect with someone who's willing to help you, someone who's willing to make change for students. I hope you've enjoyed part two. As always, thank you for listening. Much success to you. God bless you.